37 suckets is too many suckets. <laughs> Dusty Road says, don't be silly. Don't play with your willy. Uh, loads of emphasis on the junk and sucking it during. But he's got full-on lingerie that he's wearing over it. And he's in there, and then you got one of the headbangers in there wearing a skirt. This is about the time when my wife walked into my office and said, what are you watching? <laughs> Ahmed Johnson's full ass is out. Oh, yeah, I love this. This is great. He's telling everybody to suck it. Yeah, let's make it. You get, get five suckers. <laughs> There's at least 30 or 40 suckets in this. Jader Rassel presents the year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. Kevin Rogue. And as always, my trusty sidekick, Kevin Rogue over there. <laughs> oh, that's real cute. Trusty sidekick. We all know that you're the Robin of my Batman. Whose name comes first in the in the the title of our show, man? Well, that was a favor to you. A favor? Yeah. Batman don't do no favors. He does tons of favors. Does a lot of charity work. Uh, he does. He saves uh, the civilians all the time from the criminals. That's essentially what he does is charity work. You don't put other people's names first. No, because he doesn't put his own name out there, right? He's just he's just helping. He's saving. He's doing good. Again, it's all right, Robin. So you're Batman now. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Today we are covering Royal Rumble 1998, the 11th annual Royal Rumble, taking place January 18th, year of 1998 at the San Jose <laughs> Arena. I kind of almost just really shit myself because it's 98, right, that we cover or that we're talking about today. In my notes, I wrote down 97. So that I, I did watch 98, though, so we're, we're, we're good. You sure about that? I'm pretty positive, yeah. Because your Genetti take was a year off. Well, Austin wins this one, this Rumble, so we're... <laughs> he won the last one, too, so does it really matter yeah. which, one? <laughs> which one you watch? Yeah, I watched 97, man. I'm 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 pretty sure of it. You I mean, 98. No, I watched 98. I got, I watched 98 because the uh, minis, man, I, the minis, they were around in 97. So this will be an interesting show. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, we got an opening in black and white narrated by the guy with the voice. Wasn't really very special. There was nothing, there was nothing that stood out to, of it. Nothing that stood out in it to me. The only thing that grabbed me was when they said the heir apparent to the throne and showed Steve Austin. I figured that was just a little bit of foreshadowing. Uh, well, outside of that, it was a pretty, it was a pretty generic opening. Nothing too, nothing too, too great about it. Mm. I almost prefer, as much as I didn't like the porno opening of In Your House Degeneration X, it was, it was at least a little bit more entertaining than this open. Mm. You know what I miss is when McMahon used to yell the names of the participants at the beginning of the shows. Yes. That was that was good stuff. Yeah. I would take that over the guy with the voice. Yeah, a lot of those classic rumble openings were a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you get do you get packages throughout the event with, you know, uh 
half dozen or so guys telling about how they're gonna they're gonna throw Win them the out Royal there, Rumble. yeah, and draw yeah, numbers really and stuff of... like that. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have any of that. No, no that's a miss. That's a miss. Those were always good spots. Yeah. So Jr. and Jerry the King are joined by the Spanish and French French announced teams. Uh, how many tables do you think we go through tonight? I would well. Well, I've you've seen, seen the event, so I've seen the event. Yeah, and, and off the top of my head, I I'm well, I'm just gonna say zero. Hmm. Disappointing, but we'll see. I hope you're wrong. Right. Uh, we got Mike Tyson, the special guest in the house. I don't care for that. The they fans really don't play, care for Mike Tyson. They really played him up too, and they did a lot of a lot of like, you know, Mike Tyson's here. It's a big deal. And throughout the event, they kept on saying, like, he'll be in the ring tomorrow night on Raw. Don't want to miss that, because tomorrow night on Raw, he'll be in the ring. Which is essentially applying he's going to be in a physical capacity in the ring. But he'll be in the ring, right. Some t- yeah, but, it w- you know, the following night on Raw, everybody remembers the, the big, you know, the the Austin shove. And, and the, yeah, you ruined it! You ruined it! <laughs> everybody remembers that, but uh, it wasn't, I don't know. Tyson didn't really do much for me at this event. It was it, it felt like it was more than anything to plug that he was going to be there for Monday Night Raw to try and get that that ratings boost that you know everybody loved during this era. I like having Tyson in the mix. Why not? All right. I mean, you can. I do. <laughs> good for you, man. Good, <laughs> good for you. You got any other sweet Tyson takes? Uh, not at the moment. No. Okay. Youngest right. heavyweight champion, fast man. That's about it. Okay. So this thing kicks off proper with the artist formerly known as Gold Dust taking on the big man Vader. Now I'm going to ask you this right away because Gold Dust comes down and he has got some some pretty outstanding attire, right? <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's got his his face paint is of course a little different again. He's with Luna, the mm-hmm. the trunks or not the trunks, but he's wearing like a uh, what would you call it? Like a leotard almost type of a thing. Yeah, like a one piece tights. Yeah, and they're 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 pretty out there. They got the green and, and kind of a it was like a like a blue kind of a purple maybe. He's got a thong on the outside. And he's wearing a thong, yeah. And that's what I wanted to ask you about, because that thong is there to, I guess, maybe, because the front of it's essentially like a silver leaf, uh, you know, covering up his, that, that monster he's got there. But what, the thong, what practical purpose does the thong actually have? It's on the outside, too. Right. It's not, it's not serving its purpose as an undergarment at all. It's... An overgarment in this case. Right. Not much of a purpose, just accentuating that that ample bulge, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was uh that was that was interesting. That was an interesting walk to the ring he had, and it was pretty funny too, because when he before he got in the ring, he climbed up onto the on the outside at the outside of the ring he was on the apron, he stood on that second rope and he's kind of bending over and that camera was, was smooth up in there. I was like, Oh no. Oh man. <laughs> What are we doing here? And that's where I thought, like to myself, what, what, what's the purpose of the thong? Like, there's no, it's no, it's not, it's certainly not a, uh, a utility piece. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it's, 
I can't imagine. Might be hanging his hammer from there, but (laughs) right, it's not built for comforts. No, maybe it could. Theoretically, it could probably be built for speed. (laughs) (laughs) That's. I mean, that's that's that was the big that was the big highlight for me in this match. (laughs) The gold dust has been going out the deep end lately. We get we get a little package of what what brought us to to this match. Uh, he's been cross-dressing. He's been hitting guys with the coconuts he was using for boobs. <laughs> Just pulling out all the stops. Um, interesting time in in Mr. Ronald's life, I suppose you could say. <laughs> what size bra you suppose you need if you're using coconuts for boob? Ooh. Probably, probably the biggins, right? I think so. All right. I, I don't know, man. I've never been in that situation myself. I haven't either. Um, nevertheless, uh, Big Van, he, he gets some big old pops from the crowd, which was cool. I was very, I was very surprised how innovator the San Jose crowd was. That was, that was surprising and kind of nice, too. I always, I've always been a fan of Vader, so to see him get that reaction, especially on the face side, I think he works much better as a heel. But to see him on the face side and get that type of reaction, that was that was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, we even get a Vader chant, which is great. We get the big man dominating most of the thing. He's got a bunch of black shit <laughs> smeared on him. I that, 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 that was my that, next note. What what was that from? That was that was uh, Dust's uh, make or his makeup, his face paint. Oh, okay. That Rub, makes rubbed, sense. Yeah, rubbed off on him, and and I think it was when when Dust went to the corner, and he was going to give him the ten punch, and that, that was actually very funny. He was about to give him the old you know count him down ten punch, and before he laid in that first punch, he goes, "I'm going to kick his ass," <laughs> and then he starts punching him in the face. He gets to nine, and then then he lays a big old big old smooch on him, and I think that's where a lot more of that uh, <laughs> that makeup wore off on Vader. I don't think he would just came to the ring dirty. <laughs> you never know with Vader. That, yeah. I, I guess it was a big enough of a, a happening for me to make a note about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the artist is accompanied by his, his main squeeze, Luna, who's also got an interesting getup. It's like a plastic skirt. Yeah. Featuring yeah. thong yep. as well. Half face paint is gold, like gold dust style face paint. She's always she's always a little what a little, little loopy. What a couple! Yeah, <laughs> what a couple. <laughs> there's a few characters who who've overlapped both seasons we've done so far. Who've kind of come and gone and come back, and she's just as crazy as she was last time around. So yeah, it's absolutely. it's good on her. So. Vader goes for a, a premature Vader bomb, and Goldie nails him with our first high-quality blow to the nads. Yeah, man, that was a that was a great Nards plow. That was that was classic, just fucking Nards plow. Just plowed the you know those big that, that big Colorado bulls <laughs> like a Rocky Mountain oysters. Man, it was great. He's one of the one of the top pract- practitioners of the low blow for sure. Yeah. He's, uh, when it comes to hall, low blows, hall of famer he's, yeah he's in the hall of fame he's had some revolutionary low blows over the course of his time so yeah he's he's absolutely he's he is a nards plow hall of famer he is a he is a giant of the jenny spots man 
<laughs> so the big man regains control after getting his narge plowed, and he hits a Vader bomb with Luna on his back for the victory, which is a pretty cool spot. Yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the that ending. Did you see? Did it? It looked like Luna maybe was a little too high on Vader's back, <laughs> and she might have got herself real dinged up there because when Va- when Vader hit, it looks like she was sliding off his back, and the front of her face looked like it smashed the mat, almost like Taka in uh, was a Royal Rumble two thousand when he went over the over rotated over the top rope and smashed his face on the. It looked like that. Just just walloped it. Either way, I mean. Vader Vader does escape with the win. Did you the opening contest? Did it did it do did it do a lot for you? I I actually liked it. It was cool to to see the big man get uh, get the the pops from the crowd. Um, yeah, like you, I didn't I didn't expect that right out the gate. You know, um, it was better than last month's performance by the artist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't really hard to do no um it, yeah it wasn't great it wasn't it wasn't a bad match in my opinion they're both uh you know they're both legendary wrestlers at this point so yeah i think the like the brawling aspect of it was was decent i think the in-ring action was also pretty decent uh, i think what takes what actually takes away from the match is I think what Goldust is doing to try and bring people in because mm-hmm. his, his antics and his, his loudness of his attire and his just kind of being as far different to be different and that shock value of it mm-hmm. does kind of throw me out of the match a little bit. Like I still absolutely appreciate how great he is in the ring, but like, just that part of it, I think, takes away a little bit from the performance. Like, if he were to just dial it back, like, two notches, you know what I mean? Still be over the top, still go for that shock value. But, the like, coming to the ring in a thong with, a like, a silver leaf to try and hide your junk, like, that throws, that like, that throws, that draws the attention away from what's actually happening and more to him himself and not maybe necessarily in a good way. So as far as an opening contest, I thought it was a decent opening contest, but I did think that there was different things that they could have done to kind of bring you a little bit more into the, the actual action itself. Yeah. You, you know, just leave the thong at home or have it yeah. on underneath your trunks or something, because it does, you know, your attention always goes back to that. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Um, so like there's not many wrestling matches that you you'll ever watch where you're like oh boy he's be better adjust his thong or he takes a moment to adjust his thong (laughs) that's not that's not really a commonplace in the squirt circle no not the commonplace about the artist formerly known as gold dust that's true so we go to the back we got michael cole steve austin has arrived uh he don't want to talk so the godwin show up they want to know where austin went God, that was so ridiculous. Austin <laughs> just walks away. And as soon as he walks away, the Godwin show up. They're like, where is he? You were talking to him. Where is he? It was like, you you saw where he, you saw him walk away before you got in the, like, why are you, why are you harassing poor, uh, the, the, you know, M- MC Cole there? Leave him alone. <laughs> he, he turns around and walks through a door. Where'd he go? <laughs> He's not fucking magic. He's through the door. <laughs> Austin is a marked man. We're going to see uh, many 
folks trying to find them and, and get them throughout this event. And next up, we got Sonny. <laughs> sure do. Always, always good to see Sonny. So she comes out to officiate this six-man mini match. <laughs> so, man, if you didn't love the minis before, right, do you love them now? Let me take that back because I know you love the minis before. How much more do you love the minis now? Uh, I guess a little more now that we got all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah, we got we got a new mini who is a very large mini. Uh, what did your phone call him? Battalion. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's his name is Battalion. Battalion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, so you got and Fink actually does it great. Fink does a great battalion call. He goes Battalion. <laughs> so we so, got Battalion Tarantula. An El Torito? What a fucking dream team that is. That's a stable of a lifetime. They could have feuded with DX. <laughs> That's a pretty legendary team, I gotta say. Um, you got you got Battalion all geared up in a Sergeant Slaughter get up. That was great. <laughs> that was fantastic. He looked like a mini tank. He did, he did. They're taking on the team of Max Mini, Nova, and Mosaic. Man, that Mosaic. I don't know. He that face turn, I don't think it's doing much for me on Mosaic. So you're not you're not feeling Mosaic today? I'm not feeling Mosaic today. I think more than anything, today I'm feeling Battalion. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's good to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. Right. But uh it's a real fast pace. Match Battalion, he gets gets a lot of action in there. He might be the world's largest mini, like I mentioned. Didn't they say that was last time they said it was Tarantula was the, the world's largest? Uh yeah, they got some big fellows. Big right. well big minis compared to you know Max Mosaic. Right. And then how did you feel about El Torito's his ring gear this time around? Hey, switched it up a little bit. Yeah, I didn't like it quite as much as the old ring gear. The old ring gear for Torito was, was fantastic. This one, he comes out, you know, he's, he's no sure. He doesn't look as much like uh, like a bull, like El Torito in, in, in this gear. So I was kind of, I wasn't completely sold, but Batallion, his, his, his gear was so good, it made me completely forget about about how much I love El Torito because I found a new love in Battalion. It's <laughs> a lot to love in the minis division. Yeah, absolutely. You know who's kind of lost in the shuffle in all this? Huh. Nova. Yeah. Right? Because you got Mosaic, who is fantastic. Are you feeling tarantula? You feeling Mosaic? We know, right? And you got El Torito, who is an actual, he is an actual miniature bull. And you got Batallion, who is a tank, right? He is a mini tank. You got Max Mini, who's got these the smallest, the smallest guy in the world, the smallest man that's ever lived, whatever his his thing is. Uh, so, and then who's lost in all this is Nova. When does he get his comeuppance? When when does he get his his, his plugs? 
What is there to plug about Nova? I do got one Nova note in here a little bit okay. later on. All right. Uh, he he nailed a, a pretty gnarly acai moonsault later on in the match. Okay. That was a that was a part of a pretty. I'm I'm jumping way ahead here, but it's pretty impressive series by the good guys where Max Mini nailed the corkscrew plancha. Um, oh, you're talking way then, later. And then Nova nails this acai moonsault, and then uh, the other guy nailed a. It was like a triple. A triple shot of high flying mini assaults by the good guy team. Yeah, yeah, there. I I know what you're talking about. Before that, though, like let's 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 hit the rewind button. Well, I I was I was just trying to give you an answer to the the Nova question. Oh, to the Nova question, right? You wanted to give Nova a little little Nova love. Yeah, he dissed out a little little bit of little bit of action. No, I I do know where you're coming from. He kind of gets lost in the mix. Right. So. We can agree that these these mini matches are full of excitement. They're fun to watch. They're very entertaining. That's something that we both we we both see. We both agree. Yeah, yeah. Throw Sunny in the mix, I mean, which on. I thought was going to be great. Right? What's not What's not to like about Sunny in this time period? Exactly. Nothing. Right? Nothing. There's nothing not to like about her. And they put her in this this role as an official for this match. And we know how small the minis are. We're, we're aware they're they're miniature wrestlers. That's what they're they're tagged at. But they're they're they're, just, they're, they're little people, right? Yep, yep. And there is a spot here, and it's pretty much the the one spot that Sony gets in this match as an official, where she is supposed to leapfrog Max Mini, the world's smallest performer. Max Mini. She's supposed to leapfrog him. She turns around. She picks him up, and she helps him attack the rest of the 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 mini the the mini heel stable, right? Mm-hmm. She can't. She can't leapfrog Max Mini. She she barely like she did. She didn't get over him. Sunny can't leapfrog Max Mini. She was a body Donna, and she can't get up over Max Mini. You think she could just kind of walk over him? You would think so. Almost. But she she blew that spot, and then she she did pick up Max Mini and help, kind of assisted him in in laying out the the, the heel stable there. But man, that was that was disappointing for me. You think okay. you think uh, Hebner gets over Max Mini? I think he does. I think he does. Tim White he gets over Max Mini probably right. Uh, see, I've never I've never seen an official. This this is like an unprecedented official move. So official leapfrog, yeah. You know, I suppose you don't see that a lot. No, no. Corderas, Corderas gets over him, no problem. Oh yeah, yeah. You would assume, so, you know, there's right. kind of kind of some. I I didn't really like the sunny assist. It's a little right. little too dangerous, Danny Davis, for me. I mean, yeah, but. Uh, it's all fun and games, I suppose, but I, I don't. I don't think that the world's smallest man needed the assist. You know, no, no. And but. the the other the other thing in this match that I I kind of took away, mosaic, right? Mm-hmm. So he obviously he's now paired paired with Nova and Max Mini. They're you know the the good guys of the, the mini division. Mosaic is not bad. 
I mean, as far as the mini goes, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm always going to be an El Torito, Tarantula, and Beto Young kind of guy, but Mosaic is pretty goddamn good. He is, he is, uh, he is, he's a good, if, if there was a mini, if there was a mini title. There should have been a mini title. If there was a mini title, I think Mosaic's a contender. I think it would have been a great division. I wish they still had it. I mean, all these guys, all these guys were good. Great athletes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, when you, especially when we say like, okay, we watched this, this six man mini tag. Batalion has stolen my heart. Uh, I'm always feeling pretty tarantula. Uh, You got the damn El Torito who was a miniature bull, right? Mosaic. We decide he's pretty good. Mosaic's pretty damn good. He could have been a contender for the for the mini title. Mm-hmm. This was more enjoyable than the Vader Gold Dust match. <laughs> Why don't I still have minis on my TV? This might be might have been the last we see the minis. I don't think that. Well, I, I'm gonna hold my. I'm gonna gonna just hold my horses there. I'm not sure about that, but they. They don't stick around nearly long enough. They should yeah. still should still be around. It's shocking to me that the World Wrestling Federation won the Monday Night Wars without the minis. <laughs> that's that's a fair take. I think if the minis go to WCW, history is different today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 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 your opinion, man. They could have had a mini NWO. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think goes in that mini NWO? Well, I think I think you still have uh, El Torito, and you still have Tarantula, and you still got Batallion. You think they're the NWOites in there? But you also get Max Mini, right? Because he is the most face of all the minis, so you get him to turn. Then you really got a, you got a really real big shit storm in, in the in the land of the minis. Real nasty little stable there. Yeah. So this, uh, yeah, that there's a few high spots right at the end here. Like I mentioned, uh, Nova Nailing is is Asai Moon Salt. Max hits a big old head scissor and gets a cradle. Roll up on Tarantula for the the victory. He rolled up Torito. You sure about that? Positive, man. Because when he had him in that cradle and he rolled him up, I saw like Torito's horns. And I I thought to myself, like, if maybe if there was like that horn had a little bit more into it, he could have kind of, he could have kind of like bold, like bull, like, I don't know what bulls do, like buck. Could have kind of maybe bucked himself out of there, but he couldn't, not the way he was cradled. There wasn't, there wasn't enough. He had soft horns. Mm. If he had hard horns, I think he probably would have stood a chance. But with the soft horns, he didn't. He wasn't able to get out of it. Uh, Torito takes the takes the cradle fall. But and then Sonny's all over Max Mini after this. Yeah, and that bitch, she gets on her knees to raise raise their hands. What do yep. we? Can we just treat them like, <laughs> like regular? They're regular people. They're not people, I guess. Then so he's tarantulas. <laughs> Tarantula's a tarantula, and you know the Torito's a bull, and Batallion is a tank, and Mosaic is a form of art. 
Nova's something to do with space. Max Mini, I guess, is just a regular guy. Right. Right. But can we can we just raise their hands like they're just they're just performers like the rest of she gets down on her knees to raise their hands. I was like, Jesus, come on, Sonny. You're an official, all right? You're not in the back. Get off your knees. <laughs> Get on your knees and tell me you love me. <laughs> right. We <laughs> love you. So good to see Sonny. Um kind of a strange pairing but she's uh they're they're using her for all sorts of stuff at this time which is which is fine by me yeah yeah i'm never upset to see her next up we got nation the nation in the back and they're looking for austin yeah they send mark henry in <laughs> ron says like the reason why i put you in here <laughs> <laughs> i can't do a ron simmons like low boys i just can't do it <laughs> but then, uh, but then he's like, you know, he sends Mark Henry as like a like a sacrificial lamb into the into the into the Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, his locker room, and he goes in there. It's just a middle finger, a little Austin foam middle finger sticking up at him. Comma picks it up and rips it in half. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was that was a nice touch. We get another shot of Tyson. This time he's chatting up with the McMahons, and we. Got our first title match of the night. Intercontinental belt online. You got Ken Shamrock in the zone versus The Rock. Who's the champion going into this? Is it Shamrock? No, it's The Rock. It's The Rock? Yeah. All right. And Shamrock was in the main event for the World Heavyweight title last event. Now he's the third match on the card in the IC title picture. And do you think that he's still maybe getting a little too hard of a push? Oh, they're pushing him. Yeah. Pushing the shit out of him. Giving him a push to the moon. I I will say this about Ken Shamrock. One thing that I really did like about him at this time is his entrance music. His entrance music is pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. I, I like his entrance music. Uh, and this wasn't this wasn't a bad this wasn't a bad performance. No, it was, this it was is a good match. This is I think this is the first match that we've seen him in so far that he doesn't look like he is absolutely being guided through everything. Mm. Right. Pretty good feud with these two. It lasts it lasts for quite a while. Um I think it's uh, later on in the year. The Rock delivers some of the sickest chair shots you'll you'll ever see. Yeah, to Mr. Shamrock. Uh, we'll get to chair shots later, but this is uh, uh you almost you almost kind of cringe um, some of the shots these guys were taking <laughs> back then. Back then, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, this is uh, I mean, it starts out package Shamrock kicking the nation's ass, and then Mark Henry's wearing a Rocky Suck shirt. Yeah. He decides he wants to turn heel and he commences to beat the shit out of Shamrock. I remember watching that live, man. That was kind of surprising. Seeing the the Olympian going bad. Yeah, seeing him turn on Shamrock, that was that was definitely a surprise to me when it when it happened. Mm. I sh- probably should have known something was up because he was wrestling in a t shirt. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever seen that Rocky Suck shirt. 
yeah, I think it was just a, a one shot. But anytime like ring or your your attire, there's something different. Something's probably up. Right. Right. So we get an interview with Cole with the Rock. He refers refers to himself as the People's Champ, which is his first time I've heard him call himself that. That of course is his moniker etched in stone until the end of time. Uh, this let's talk about this promo for a second here. Everybody, he says that everybody wants to know how he feels about the president and Paula Jones, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah. that that uh, that Paula Jones uh, alleged incident took place seven years prior to this event. <laughs> I think it was seven. It might have been four. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was quite a few years prior to this. And he says that everybody wants to know how the Rock feels <laughs> about the president and Paula Jones. I don't think anybody was sitting around going, hey, man, this Paula Jones thing is getting, that's just pretty wild stuff, right? The president, Paula Jones. wonder what the Rock's take on this is. <laughs> I don't think anybody, I don't think there's anybody out there that said that, said that I mean, just at, just at all. It, it, it's craziness. But then he also says, don't be silly. Cover that willy. I was like, Rock, you're better than that, man. <laughs> you are better than that. And that, don't be silly, cover that Willie is actually a, uh, on a, the WWF ran a, like a celibacy uh, campaign. And I want to say it was in the 80s, early 90s. Huh. And they had a ton of these just absolutely hilarious uh, different uh, like takes on, or like, weird type of uh anti doing it slogans right and i'm pretty sure that on the dusty celibacy poster it was it, it was it was don't it was it was something like don't be silly and play with that willy or it was something like that it was something very similar to what the rock said <laughs> so it was, are you sure you've never seen are you sure this wasn't, this wasn't something you just dreamed up no, you, you've never seen these celibacy but, uh, ads? The Federation ran a celibacy campaign. Yeah. Man, I can't believe you've never seen this. Hold on. Let me, I will bring it up. Oh. Uh, celibacy. So I got, did we somehow miss the rise of the rock? This happened quick. Uh, no, I don't think we missed it. We, that's what we've been watching. Yeah, I suppose. Um, we get a huge chorus of Rocky Sucks chants. Great to hear. Comes out, tells the crowd off, calls himself the greatest intercontinental champ there ever was. How's it coming with the celibacy campaign? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was a... Yep, it was, uh, it was not a celibacy campaign it was uh anti-masturbation pca <laughs> never heard of these no oh man where you are in for you are in for a treat because i got them all in front of me uh and it's paid for by the american board of sexual well-being the holksters was via champ not a chump leave that bone alone and there, there's that i'll show you that okay uh that's there's the Dusty Rhodes one. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes says, "Don't be silly, don't play with your willy." Right? And there's the Dusty one. 
Huh. There's a ton of them, man. Unless you're peeing or washing, don't touch that junk, tough guy. <laughs> Duggan. Duggan. The only snake I messed with is Damien. Stop wanking. Yeah, it was a it was a British gimmick. That was uh <laughs> Miss Elizabeth is the best. The lovely Miss Elizabeth says, keep it clean. Don't flick that bean. <laughs> okay, you never heard of those. No, is this a big time crisis back in the early nineties? Well, I think it was a, a uh, deal that they ran uh, overseas. I don't think it was ran in the state side. But, uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Hilarious. It's the first time you've seen these. This is this is it. Anybody out there that wants to see these hilarious ads, all you have to do is look. Just type in WWF anti-masturbation. <laughs> You'll see all the ads. They're absolutely hilarious. Anyways, that's that's the first thing that I thought of when, when The Rock was, was saying, you know, <laughs> cover that willy i was like yeah, all right here we go now back back to this so i was wrong it wasn't a celibacy ad it was uh, anti-masturbation pretty close yeah close but no cigar so the rocks out there we get mr zone coming out there we get uh we get reminded of my via's heritage of course um this and is football stats He's sort of talking about his football stance. Yeah, defensive end, Dennis Miller, national champion. Dennis Miller? Late night talk show host? Wasn't it Dennis Miller? No. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Miller, the defensive end for. Maya Via played defensive tackle, too. So. Who's did, the, who's did the you, guy? Did you handwrite your, uh, your notes again? Yes. Yeah, I figured as much. Who's who's the guy uh, that in Miami? There, it's not Dennis Miller. It's not Dennis Miller. Dennis man. Erickson. Okay. Dennis Erickson. Yeah, um, he went on to coach the Carolina Panthers, but no, yeah, it was not a, uh, Dennis Miller. <laughs> he's, he's lining up Maya Via at a different position and making ball jokes. <laughs> Oh man! So this is a this is a fast paced back and forth um, contest here. Starts off with a kind of a crisscross exchange that ends with a pretty cool looking karate kick and a blow to the chops. You like those karate kicks? Yeah, The Rock. He's a great salesman. One of the best. Yeah. He did a great, there was a great reversal by Shamrock in this match that I really liked. And I don't like Shamrock that much. So if he does something that is, is it's got to be pretty great for me to give him his, his just desserts. And Maya went for that float over DDT, which is always a cool spot. That float over yeah. DDT is great. Uh, he went for that float over DDT and he floated over and he went for the DDT. And as he's going for the DDT, he was reversing to a Northern Light suplex. Whoa! Baby! Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, Shamrock's a he's a player, man, I guess. No, he's not. He is not. He is not that good. But he's getting better. He is he looks, getting better. He looks he, good it's at, at times. Yeah, he was he was very he was much better in this match than we've seen in any other matches to this point. It wasn't. I don't think it was long after that Northern Light Suplex when we started getting that uh the knock situation because the nation comes running down. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Oh shit! There what was a, there was a standing hurricane rana by Shamrock, which is pretty impressive. 
just standing there. Yeah. Jumps up, that's, nails Hurricane Rana. You're right. That's you know right, who? That's right before the day she jumps out. They'd seen enough at that point. You know who could never do a standing Hurricane Rana? Yokozuna. Sonny. <laughs> yeah. You know. She can't over get. She both. can't get over Max Mini. She's gonna get a standing Hurricane Rana. Yeah, the nation does come down. So the the finish to this match, the whole sequence, the, all the sequences to this match in the end, fantastic. Yep. You just agree? I yeah, I, th- I thought it was it was superb. It showed off the Rock's you know intelligence, and uh, you know it gave Sham- Shamrock the opportunity to snap. Right. The one part that I didn't like. So the I'm going to say all of it was great except for this. Right. What there was the, one part. What the referee digging in, <laughs> digging in Shamrock's uh, package <laughs> no, area. That, that was that was pretty funny. But so <laughs> what do you the, got down there? Hey, what do you got down there? What's that? Your dick? Uh, <laughs> uh, so the nation comes down and that gives my view the opportunity to grab the knuckles. Right. Yep. Brass knuckles to Shamrock knocks him down. And The Rock, because he's smart, because he's smart, he puts the Nucks down Shamrock's tights, right? Just in case. It's a little insurance, right? Yep, yep. Pins him, doesn't get the three. Shocks everybody, right? Everybody thought he'd get the three. But also, if he did get the three, the referee, they could never found planted Nucks on Mayavia because he put him in his opponent's in his opponent short. So it was just smart all the way around, right? Yep. Genius. Yep. So it doesn't work. Shamrock kicks out at two, gets up, gives him a belly-to-belly suplex, and Shamrock pins the rock one, two, three on a belly-to-belly. That was the part that I didn't like. You didn't like it? I didn't like when he pinned him one, two, three on a belly-to-belly. Like mm-hmm. one of the, you know what I mean? A very simple, basic belly-to-belly suplex. It wasn't a belly off the second rope. It was, you know what I mean? It was. It, he does a pretty nice belly-to-belly, but it's not a, it's not a move that you're gonna, you're gonna finish an opponent with. I don't think so. But the Rock did lay there. They got the one, two, three. Shamrock starts celebrating like he's won the. Well, yeah, oh, he won the title. He won the title. And then the Rock rolls over and he kind of points. He points to the uh, the check his tight situation. And the official goes over. Shamrock's on the second rope. Official goes over and grabs him by his tights. Like he's going to rip him down from the second rope by his tights. Shamrock finally gets down, and he the the official is yelling at Shamrock, talking about the punch. And he's like, "What about your what about what's in your trunks? What's in your trunks?" And then he kind of like he does. I, I understand he doesn't want to full on grab his crank, right? <laughs> right. We're talking Ken Shamrock here. The official doesn't want to go grab. Shamrock's shillelagh, right? <laughs> he doesn't. So he's kind of like grazing the the upper uh, Jenny's area, and then he points and he's like, "What's that?" <laughs> Which great spot, right? Great spot, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? You ever point to you ever point to my 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 shillelagh? <laughs> I'm gonna I'll ask me what that is. I'll fucking show you what that is. But <laughs> he goes in and he reaches down the front of Shamrock's trunks, right? Right. Like it's like we're about to get intimate. Just, and he pulls out the brass knucks. Just right and, in there. Yeah. Yeah. Pulls out the brass knucks. Goes for I was the like, deep dive. Man, yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> and I was like, man, now he's got those, those, the, brass nucks covered or covered in bulges like that's kind of gross that he had to do that but he's got the nucks reverses the decision 
Shamrock's DQ'd, Rock retains, and then Shamrock goes into a zone and he snaps. Oh, big tough guy picking on officials, putting an official in an ankle lock. What an asshole. Yeah, Lawler mentions a little later on in the uh, event when Shamrock comes out to the ring for the Rumble. This guy should be suspended by now. He should be suspended. He yeah. should, and people are cheering him, and he is attacking officials. They're, just a, they're not trained for that shit, and he's putting them in ankle locks. Respect respect meters going down on that Shamrock. It's that zone, man. I hate the zone. Well, next up, we got a package about the Outlaws and Degeneration X. Um... <laughs> Not the Outlaws and Degeneration X. What am I talking about? The Outlaws and LOD. You didn't catch that one. Come on. Now. No, I, I did. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so these fuckers have been viewed and it's been it's been heating up. We get a flashback video where, you know, LOD, the legends, they're getting some trouble from these outlaws. They get that, that power bomb through the the announce table, Hawk gets his mohawk shaved. How did you feel about the music in this? Because it was kind of, that part was that part threw me off. Like when they were doing all the like like bad guy, you know, new new generation coming through, you know, doing all the vile acts. They're playing like classical music in the back. Like when they're shaving part of Hawk's uh, hair. They're playing like classical music in the background, and it didn't feel right to me. It didn't sync up right to me as far as that goes. That part of it was kind of off. Like, are you gonna you gonna play this slow, like almost classic music while you're power bombing somebody through a table? Like it, that that part of the the whole thing was kind of off for me. Like I mentioned off air, I think this is LOD's second feud of the year, and they faced the Godwins about a handful of times, and now they mm-hmm. faced the Outlaws. It's got to be the third or fourth time. Which I don't mind. Like, I like the longer the longer storylines. I like the longer arcs of it. Yeah, you just... When it's just kind of different versions of the same thing, though, it's a bit of a... Eh. You know, um, I haven't watched this match since I, you know, took notes on it a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to assume that the ending is probably has something to do with a foreign object. Somebody gets disqualified, the outlaws retain. Because uh, that's what happened last time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, these these guys, this is actually a good feud that they got. I'll take this over the Godwins, that's for sure. Yeah, but with the Godwins, they had, uh, they broke his neck, right? Right, there was some Real bad blood happening there. Right. This is just uh, we're the new age outlaws. We're you know, no respect for authority, no respect for the the history of your tag team that's you know been around since the dawn of time. And talk about taking a trip down the trip in the time machine. We got uh, we got the real Double J and Mister Ass coming out, um, and Brett Favre jerseys. Talking about how. Uh, uh, they they must have just faced the Niners. Probably knocked them out of the playoffs. I'm imagining. Yeah, they did. So Steve Young is the guy at this time. Steve Young and Brett Favre. It's a classic yeah. matchup. 
That was a classic matchup. So did they go to the they went to the the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, their promo after the New Age Outlaws were introduced? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that promo See, Hawk was better this time. But Animal didn't make much sense to, sense to me. Because obviously they talked about him potentially not being able to they talked about him potentially not being able to perform because mm-hmm. of the problems with his back, because of the power bombs through the table and all that stuff. Yeah. And he says, and I even quoted it, doctors don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I got that written too. Doctors don't know what they're, animal, animal. Doctors, yes, do know what they're talking about. They go through years of schooling to know what they're talking about. You could see them by appointment only, unless it's an emergency, because they know what they're talking about. I know he's yelling into the mic, and he yells, right? He just yells. That's his promo style. That's his deal. Yep. Yeah. Doctor, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, all right. Tell him, Mark. Yeah. Well, <laughs> settle down, everybody. Just settle down. Yeah, for Hawk, I got, you know, it's. <laughs> it's junk, but it's better than the last few promos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they think that they're uh, cooler than the other side of the pillow. Tonight, I'm going to put them on ice. Yeah. Right. That works. That works. Uh, quit while you're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, because that last promo, Animal didn't get to say much. That booger promo. And that booger promo was disgusting. Turned my stomach. And this time, Animal, they gave Animal some time. And he said, doctors don't know what they're talking about. And then Hawk just came in with the quick putting them on ice. I don't know. It was, it was better. Yeah. Yeah, it was better. That's for sure. He, uh, there's no, oh, what a booger bullshit. Definitely improvement there. Um, so, yeah, this is a good match, actually. Uh, uh, there's an early power bomb on the road dog. Uh, Starts outlet... off with quite the melee. Yeah. Real big melee to start off. Big old melee. Um, I think the, I got the outlaws start walking away and get, get dragged back. Um, they seem to like using that classic heel move where they come out, they don't like what they see, so they head for the back. <laughs> right. It makes sense. I mean, they're the, they're the champions. Count them out. Right. right. You don't right. like what you see, you leave. Right. Um, any highlights in that melee that you can that you got there? Nothing. No, it was. I mean, it was just a classic, you know, kind of a melee. Um, I got. I mentioned this every time. Uh, that's that that out of nowhere big boot that Hot Hawk delivers is impressive. Yeah. You like that big ass high kick he does? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Uh, you remember uh, the old WCW games on the '64 with the kimchi with the big boot. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Yeah, I could see how you love that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm guessing about maybe one listener will get that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's kind of a melee throughout this thing. It's. Uh, at one point, I think was it Hawk gets handcuffed. Hawk, yeah. So that sequence was a little. Uh, I don't know. It was a little off. Oh, by the way, before I get into that sequence, Road Dog's hair 
grows faster than anybody's hair alive. Do you see? He's got long dreads now. I've seen that. Yeah, real long dreads. So that's that was impressive. I don't know how he did that that quick. But back to the matter at hand here. He grabs these cuffs, and the referee is with Animal. And as Road Dog has these cuffs in hand, he kind of punches Animal on the back as he's going by <laughs> with the cuffs. And the referee's standing there, so that probably probably should have been a DQ. And he goes over, and then he ends up handcuffing Hawk to the to the ring post there. That's when they start doing their damage on on Animal. And Animal kind of he kind of makes a little bit of a comeback. Uh, you know, they say wouldn't it be impressive if he won the the tag team straps with with Hawk handcuffed to the to the outside there? Doesn't go that way. And a chair comes, a chair gets involved, and then that's you know obviously a DQ. New Age Outlaws retained. So yeah, you were you were right in your assessment there. But the I think the the best part of this this like this ending sequence. Obviously they start they hit him with a chair. Everything's going together. He road dug it, not road dug. Uh, Mr. Ass comes off the, the the top rope with a splash to to the back of Animal. They're really beating him down because he's got the bad back. You gotta you gotta really you know gotta gotta dig in. Gotta get your shots in that bad back. And Animal's struggling, right? He's pulling and he's he's, he's trying to get high. He's trying to get away. Trying to get a, can't. He's handcuffed. He can't get away. He can't. And all of a sudden, you hear the the yell, Aah! and then, then he breaks the thing off, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if this son of a bitch is so damn strong. How come it took him that long? You think he had, he had to, you know, I would think that if he's that strong, if he could do it then, why couldn't he do it sooner? Think he didn't want to? Think he didn't want to save Animal? He had to kick into that zone. Oh, it's another zone situation. It must be a zone situation, because I don't know uh, why, you, why you stand back. doesn't make a lot of sense, like you said. Well, your brother's getting the business. And then, and only then after, you know, five minutes or so do you snap into that zone yeah um, so I, so I, agree. <laughs> I mean probably one of the one of the better matches i guess from the lod it's it's really yeah. they have to they have to have a, a a real broken match brawling match for it to be even decent you know um and this was it was it was it was a, it was a pretty good it was a brawl it was it was sloppy and it's it's kind of what LOD needs and and that's what it was. So it was it was it was good enough for what it was. So what do you think about Mildred? Uh, the Mildred Powers winning the Stone Cold's truck. You know, I I I didn't get to, but I, I thought about trying to trying to get in a little deep dive on Mildred Powers. Mm. Like I'd like to know where the truck is today. Yeah, you think she's been maintaining it? I hope so. I mean, the thing says 100% pure whoop-ass on the back of it. It's a pretty impressive truck. Man, and that's awesome for Mildred. She's taking that to bingo. <laughs> that is sweet, man. Baddest bingo player on the planet. Yeah. She's going to she's going to play cards with her, <laughs> with her in her retirement community. She's 100% pure whoop-ass. Man. Oh, yeah. uh, everybody else in the retirement community fucking hates her because she's she's driving around stone. You gotta t- you gotta take that profanity off your vehicle if you wanna if you wanna park it inside the gated retirement community. <laughs> Mildred's <laughs> just stunning everybody. Fuckers are flying all over. <laughs> I think Mildred Mildred's probably a badass. If you're out there, yeah, wherever man. you are, Mildred, man, tell us tell us what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know what it's like. 
And so this is followed by a, a package uh, leading into the Rumble, which is it's, it's a great package. It's just Austin stunning everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful television. Everybody gets it. Uh, the artist formerly known as Gold Dust is dressed as Dude Love. He gets it. Yep. Um, he did. He did uh, it. Marvelous Mark, good old uh, Uncle Johnny B, with one, which I didn't really care for, but it's it's okay. He hit everybody, man. Yeah. Um, so the Fink comes out. Always good to see the Fink. Comes out, explains the rules of the Rumble, and we are off with the 11th annual Ro- Royal Rumble. Uh, this is probably the twelfth one, though, right? Or did they uh, the first? The I think they count the first one. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that yeah, the first one was on like it was like a Monday Night Raw type of thing, right? I, yeah, Before it was a, Raw. Yeah, it was like a TV special type of a situation. Uh, and they had they had they had played around with the concept before this as well. Uh, so they had like house shows where they had Royal Rumble matches. So before they actually aired it, so just trying to iron it out. And you know that obviously Pat Patterson is the creator of the Royal Rumble. It's his concept. It's his, mm-hmm. you know, it's his match. It's kind of his baby. And Vince McMahon actually initially was not a fan of the concept. And the way that the way that Pat Patterson got Vince McMahon to to kind of go along with it or to at least give it a chance is, is he explained it. It's a brand new match. Essentially, every time a competitor comes down to the ring. The match changes, so that keeps the excitement of it. And Pat Patterson was a genius uh, for many reasons, but this is just this is just another one. The, the Royal Rumble is, is one of the most fantastic. It's one of the funnest like watches there is every year. It's, I know it's yeah. both of our. I mean, one of our favorite events every year. Uh, that being said, this one and the way it started didn't care for it. Well, it starts off with Mick Foley as Cactus Jack. He's got a couple of. He's bringing his toys along. Got a couple of trash cans, I believe. And the competitor drew number two is Chainsaw Charlie. He was Terry Funk with uh, pantyhose on his face, and he comes out with a chainsaw. Yeah. You, you didn't care for this. Didn't care for this. So the chainsaw, obviously, it's running, but they've they've gimmicked it so the blade's not spinning. I don't know if you picked up on that at that's, all. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, he's winging that thing around. That's And he does. He's flying that thing everywhere. So he gets in the ring, and then Mick throws some chairs in, and he makes contact with, with one of the chairs, which causes some sparking, which is actually pretty – that was pretty cool. I was okay with that. But then it's, it's, it's – the two of them in the ring together to open this off was pretty damn sloppy. It was pretty ugly. They go back and forth with, with uh, chairs. That actually uh, – I kind of. This is the part that I did like when he hits him with the chair, and Funker takes the the pantyhose up and shows him that it's him, and then he stands forward and he just lets him hit him in the head with the chair, and then he give he he Mick gives him the chair to hit him back. Like that part was funny, but then they started doing like dueling chairs and they tried to hit each. It was very it was very disconnected. It was very sloppy. There was nothing really together about it. So I didn't like that part. And then fucking Tom Brandy comes down. <laughs> like good luck, Tom. <laughs> like what? Just races in there. It's, yeah. He didn't last long. It's a big Italian. Um did he have another gimmick? I don't remember seeing this guy. I you know, I wanna say that he was Salvatore Sincere. That makes sense. It's an Italian. I believe that 
Yeah, I believe that's who he was. We get a um, – well, after he gets disposed of, he's in there real quick. We get a wicked chair suplex spot that yeah. uh, by the Funker. Um, Rock's in at number four. <clears throat> so there, he's the first of five nation guys. They did not act as a as a unit in this thing at all, which I thought was a huge mistake. Throughout the duration of the match, they were attacking. They were each fighting other, each just other. Yeah, falling apart. Yeah. So there's not a lot that I I found extremely interesting or entertaining. This might be my least favorite of the of the the rumbles from this era. Uh, I think almost absolutely is uh probably my least favorite since like 94 maybe uh from the from the 90s rumbles i think this is probably yeah i'm gonna say it's probably my least favorite owen when owen comes down he gets attacked by Jarrett. that's the next spot that i got that i found even like noteworthy i guess yeah he he comes out and just right behind him is Double J and Cornette, and uh, we get some classic JR calling Cornette the, the piss stain on the underwear of life. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was weird. Jarrett's wearing the NWA belt. We're happy for him. Um, and then, oh, and then, you know, we got Kurgan, right? Kurgan came down. The big fella. What another absolutely great opportunity to build the monster Kurgan. And they did not. They did not do that. He hadn't been to his he hadn't been off of his feet unless he was he was giving an offensive maneuver at this point. He could have came down. He could have been locking all those bitches in his Kurgan headlock. Bodies could have been flying everywhere. They could have gave him a little bit more of a shine in this match. They did not. You know what they did? They had Ken Shamrock knock him off his feet. Not even in like a like it was in a rumble match. You do that on Monday Night Raw, and you build to it. If this guy's not hit, you know what I mean? If this guy's not off his feet, nobody's knocked him off of his feet yet, and they just do it, and, and it was a quick spot in the in the rumble match. That was disappointing. Uh, but uh, Stevie Blackman, that was a good spot. When Stevie Blackman just been kicking, almost knocked Kurgan's fucking head off. <laughs> he almost sideswiped. Blackman almost swiped Kurgan's face off of his face. Stevie Blackman was a bad man. Yeah, he was. Uh, got here. Yeah, Marvelous Mark is accompanied by Sable. Yeah. Sable looking great as usual. This this the ring gets full pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why you don't like this this one. Um, I think it's a solid rumble. It it abides by your classic rumble uh, rules, which is nice. Well, I mean outside of the weapons everywhere and one guy entering three times, I suppose. But, you know, it's every two minutes there's a guy entering the fray. Um, I, I thought the pacing was all right. Like I said, for for the longest time, it was like that Tom Brandy guy was the only guy eliminated. Yeah. So it's nice, it's nice when you see a whole bunch of flesh in the ring there. Um, and Funker is losing his pants. Like his pants are going full on falling off in this match, and he he lasts he lasts a lot longer than I thought he he did. Or he was yeah, to. yeah, yeah. Uh, he tosses Cact out there. I think that's the next guy out, and 
It didn't how take. About, uh, uh, how about, <laughs> how about uh, who is it? Goldust coming down with a costume change. Full-on costume change and new paint. He painted his face more like Kane's, Kane's face paint. And he's got a silver, like, uh, right. silver suit on. But he's got full-on lingerie that he's wearing over it. <laughs> and he's in there. And then you got one of the headbangers in there wearing a skirt. This is about the time when my wife walked into my office and said, what are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> she said, is he wearing, a, is he wrestling in a skirt? I said, yeah, he's one of the headbangers. They wrestle in skirts. I said, it's funny that you picked that up, but not the man wearing a silver suit covered in lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> Which would you rather wrestle in? Are you wrestling in a skirt or are you wrestling in, in that bodysuit and the lingerie over it? I'm going... Probably skirt. Yeah, skirt's the wise choice. Yeah, probably skirt. Uh, the bangers are wearing their their signature T-shirts. The real men wear skirts. Mm-hmm. Shirt. Good to see. Uh, there's another. There's a, another great blow to the junk by. Uh, this one was by uh, Chainsaw, which I figured you might appreciate. Cact was going to the top for God knows what, mm-hmm. and and. Funker nailed him right, right in the truth of consequences. Man, hit him, hit him, hit him right in those uh, <laughs> the truth, <laughs> right in the little Albuquerque's, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so the what do we got? Goldust came out, and then uh, Double J comes back in, I think, right? And Owen goes after him. Well, J Double J enters, and then Owen Owen kind of shows up unannounced because they did after the attack they said that owen would be out of it but owen owen does come down he shows up uh owen looks Owen looks really good uh it was it was pretty i don't remember a lot about that feud i remember more as you know uh teaming up towards the end of of owen's stay but uh owen looks great jeff jarrett and owen don't i mean together don't look bad but owen does uh owen eliminates double j then we get the honky tonk. Honky tonk. So, uh, fucking honky tonk man's entrance, man. Did that piss you off? What slap was... nuts. Don't piss me off, slap nuts. What was wrong with the honky tonk entrance? They play honky tonk's music. He's not even like down the they, like the you know they have a curtain there, so the curtain hasn't even like closed yet, and Triple H is already walking down behind him. So it almost oh, looked right. like Triple H was ma- Triple H and China are here with the honky tonk man. So that looked dumb as hell. I thought honky I comes have, in. Yeah, I thought I might have fucked up my notes because immediately after honky tonk, I got Triple H walking down with crutches. Yeah, he walks so, down. They yeah. almost walked down together. It was that was that was that was something else. So maybe they you know time was crunching. I'm not sure. And then they they end up eliminating Owen Hart and they go to they take him to task with some uh, with the crutches. What do you think of Triple H walking down with no limp or anything with the crutches? <laughs> I thought that was kind of a funny spot. See, I kind of thought, I thought that he was kind of nursing a little bit of a limp. I thought he it just to me it looked like he was just walking. Okay, well, maybe crutch, it was just crutches were just totally for show. Just Christopher walking down to the ring, huh? <laughs> so they and then yep. oh man, fuck! So Ahmed is in this Royal Rumble, right? Do we got to talk he, about that? I think we have to. I think it's a must. <laughs> okay. 
Because he's looking a little batallion, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he, he he walks down. He is he is he's definitely he's definitely trying to become a super heavyweight. Mm-hmm. He wears his do rag, which is fine. I give a shit less. Where if you want to wear a do do rag, do wear a do rag. He's got his, uh, his earrings in. And I guess more than anything, I want to talk about his 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 elimination and him walking to the back. Then I want to talk about his actual time in the event in the ring because it wasn't it wasn't impressive. Uh, his time in the, in the ring. He does there get is. he does get he does get eliminated. And as he's walking up the ramp, up the the ramp to leave, Kama is introduced, or Kama's the next competitor in. So they kind of face off against each other. Ahmed Johnson's full ass is out. His full ass. Somebody is, needs to get that guy a pair of pants. Is out. Yeah, it's just and, out there. And I'll question again: what practical practical use does a thong have? They're facing each other. These guys hated each other, right? The nation, right? He hated the nation. Right. Kama, Kama gives him a, a shove. Ahmed gives the most half-ass, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to come at you, like, lunge, right? He takes, like, two steps, like, oh, oh, oh I'll come after you. And then he just turns around and starts walking up the, the ramp again to leave with his full ass out. Fix your shorts, all right? This isn't, this isn't TVMA. This is TV 14, right? There's kids watching. There's no reason this clown shouldn't have been wearing pants from the get-go. He's wearing five, six knee pads on each leg. That's a great point. Right? <laughs> His legs that are covered a... already, and and now he's basically got a thong gimmick going. And it's, that is a, that's a, know. I mean, phenomenal point by you. Good job. He should have been wearing pants. And Absolutely should have been. He, he does look like a fucking idiot with his do-rag and his earrings. But uh, Do you think he maybe just never, like, sized up? Like, when his body sized up, he just kept on wearing this. <laughs> like, right? Like, when his body That's sized possible. up, yeah. he, he just decided he was going to keep on wearing the same trunk since he was a rookie. And at this point, his, his ass has come to eat his trunks. That is very possible. Um, good. But not long after that, though, probably the maybe the high spot for this Rumble match was Austin and his entrance, because the everybody's everybody's going after it. It's a pretty full full uh, ring situation. The glass shatters. Everybody stops fighting. Yeah. The glass the glass shatters, and it's like fucking mom is home from work. Right. Everything <laughs> stops. And they're looking right. They're looking at the front door, which in this situation is the entrance. <laughs> Waiting for him. Where is he? Right. Waiting. And then all of a sudden mom comes through the back door and starts kicking everybody's ass. That was uh being stone cold Steve Austin in this scenario. So that was that was good. It was that was that was that was that was pretty fantastic. He starts just he starts throwing people over the top rope. He's 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 kind of cleaning the house. Yep. It was uh that was that was creative, that was fun. I I enjoyed that spot. The only person that didn't like because everybody kind of started walking like towards the entrance side of the ring mm-hmm. when the glass shattered, and the only person that didn't was Headbanger Thrasher. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. He was just he was just leaning up against the corner post in the back. He was fine. It's cool. <laughs> I, I like I like that's that that spot. But that was that was fun, and probably the that that was that might have been the highlight of the the match if it wasn't that. I'll tell you right now what it was. 
Is it what when Savio Vega comes out and the rest of the Bariquas come out with him? <laughs> the Bariquas show up as one. <laughs> yeah. Right? The Bariquas show up as one. They say Savio's the, the entrant in the Royal Rumble, but you know what? One Bariqua for all and all Bariquas for one, right? You, you want one Bariqua, you're going to get them all. And that I love that. All of them come to the ring together. Only one of them stays in the match because the rest of them kind of got their asses handed to them. But that, that was that was great. Mm-hmm. Austin gets, oh, I should mention it this time, Cactus Jack's long gone. Mankind has made his appearance. He, he hangs around for a little bit. I think he gets tossed out as well. Dude, love makes an appearance towards the end, but uh, there's a little bit, a little bit of controversy. The 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 king's trying to lead us astray, saying that Austin's been eliminated when he gets he gets thrown through the ropes off camera. Yeah, and he and the Rock are battling on the outside. King um, says he's been eliminated from his career. <laughs> yeah. uh, number twenty eight, we get the dude who elim- immediately eliminates Bradshaw, and. The, the ring is pretty full at this time, and The Rock manages to hit a people's elbow, which I thought I thought was great because there's, there's folks all around him, so he had to like kind of detour his path of his people's elbow a little bit. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice touch. Um, I don't know, a lot of little spots like that. We finally get Farouk out there, so... The whole nation's been out there. They, they, it really bothered me that they didn't even try to act as a unit because they could have yep. dominated this thing. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even if you're, even if you're leaning into breaking up the, the nation, I think that you can keep them as a, a, a unit or a cohesive unit. You can still keep them strong throughout this match, but they, they were falling apart throughout the entire thing. Like each, it seemed like every time a nation member came down the first person that they were attacking was another nation member. They didn't act as a team once, it seemed. No, um, no. I mean, and Farouk and The Rock end up in the final four. So, yeah, they could have just played this thing out and then mm-hmm. had, you know, one of them guys had to they had to fight eventually. I don't know. that. Outside of Austin and the three phases of Foley, that just popped out to me about this match and bothered me that, you know, come on, you know, that doesn't make sense. So you mentioned the final four, but can we, can we talk about the final five before we talk about the final four? I think it was the final five, at least. Uh, Chains, I believe was the fifth. Okay. So the final, let's talk about the final six then. Before that was Vader. Before that was hockey talk. Impressive showing by the greatest intercontinental champion. No, no, no. What the fuck are you talking about? I got Chains was the Vader lab. got Vader got put out by Gold Dust. Vader didn't have much time in here. Okay, I'm pretty sure the final the, Vader maybe Vader the, was number thirty. Yeah, yeah, he had a quick night, but I'm pretty sure the final the final six maybe then were Henry Chains, Dude, Farouk, Rock, and Austin. Oh, Henry was in the mix. Henry is the one I want to talk about. Okay. What do you got? Uh, was it the worst Royal Rumble elimination of all time? Mark Henry's elimination. Mm. Do you remember what happened? I don't remember what happened. No. So Farouk kind of does that back body drop type of a gimmick in the corner, right? 
Mark Henry lands on the apron, stands on the apron, takes one step back into the ring. Farouk just kicks him. He puts his foot on the outside of the ring and then acts like he fell off the apron. So I'm guessing he probably was supposed to just be eliminated when that back body drop type move occurred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to go back in the ring. And Farouk was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he kicks him. And the Mark Henry's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Never mind. I'm eliminated. <laughs> it was horrible. It was it was the worst spot in the match by far. Bar none. This, this Rumble does have a pretty healthy pool of talent here. Um, it could have been better than it was. I'm not going to go and say it was, you know, the worst one of the 90s, like, like you said, but uh, it could have been better. There was uh, – JR mentioned that 17 guys were in their first Rumble, which was pretty cool, actually. Um, yeah. You know, all the, all the new – all wait, the new wait, bucks wait, in wait. there. I don't know if he's including dude and mankind in that count or not. I think you should. But so that Mark Henry elimination, though, you kind of glazed over that. Was that the worst elimination you've ever seen? I didn't make note of it. So, um, okay. It could have been. Could have been the you worst. Ca- you kind of had to pay attention to it because it was, it was kind of disconnected. But it was, yeah, man. I was hoping that you saw that and you're like, yeah, fucking worst thing I've ever seen. It. I'll take your word for it. Okay. I've seen a lot of bad eliminations in my day. Yeah. Um, but that was that was kind of a low light for you, huh? Yeah. When you can say, like, Bushwhacker Butch and Bushwhacker Luke had better eliminations. Yeah, you're in pretty... Uh, right. Exactly. That's pretty exactly bad company. Comes down to the final four is Farouk, The Rock, Austin... The dude. And the dude, and they kind of square off. That was a good sequence. That final sequence wasn't bad at all. I do like, I do like what they did with the Rock. Like I love when they do this in Royal Rumbles, because they they have the Rock lasted, and it completely keeps on building his legitimacy, right, for where he's going to be going. He came in at number four. four. <laughs> what the watched, fuck are you? I just watched the Henry elimination. Okay. <laughs> So, I'm going to put a pause on what I was saying there. <laughs> this got some good entertainment value. Yeah, he, it, you described it. Well, you described it great. He takes he takes what should have been the elimination bump to the outside. I don't think he went over the top rope. Actually, he did. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But then, yeah, he crawls back in there. Uh. Then crawl back in, but gets back in there, takes just a small blow, and then he's gone. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was horrible. So now that you've you, you've <laughs> seen it, right? You've just rewatched it in real time here. Was it the is it the worst elimination that you've ever seen? Uh, I can't think of one worse off the top of my head. There's been a lot of them. We're talking thousands of rumble eliminations out there. Yeah. Uh, sure. I'll give it the worst. Why not? Yes, absolutely. So now back to what I was saying about the the rock and a rumble. Yeah, he, this is uh, this is a real coming out party for him in in many ways. 
Yeah, he's been he's been just jumping up the ladder like I'd mentioned earlier. Like, did we miss this? And well, no, we've been covering it, but just the the speed at which he's become a main event player is pretty yeah. pretty awesome. Uh yeah, he comes in at number four, lasts almost an hour. Yeah. He's in the in there with Austin. They have a nice uh I mean they already got their feuds already started really. They fought they fought at last month's pay per view. And they have a little mini match at the end. Um, I think everybody everybody knew what was going <laughs> to happen. Don't have a mini match. Battalion come out. Oh, okay, not that kind of a mini match. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, the salesmanship of the Rock is is mm-hmm. I mentioned that earlier, but I mean it's it's borderline where it's annoying as far as the flopping goes, but it's very entertaining and he, he sells a stunner like nobody's business yeah um he gets he gets tossed over the top austin thinks he has a victory he's not not quite out yet rock gets back in there takes the stunner thrown out austin is going to wrestlemania yeah, austin's going to wrestlemania so that's why i say in the very beginning when we talked about the heir to the throne and they showed austin i think that was a that was a foreshadowing bit yeah that was a, that was a so pretty, pretty good indicator there that he was again the man he's uh he's just red hot at this uh during this time it's 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 out of control how much how much of a pop he gets every time he does anything and he's flipping so, off he's starting to flip off the camera liberally uh and the yep. crowd everything yep. just just letting yep. it go so where you, where you getting to over there do so of the rumbles of the nineties, which, where do you rank this one then? Cause I really, like I said, I, it, it was not as enjoyable as, as a lot of the other ones. Um, like I said, I, I really like the amount of talent in this one. Mm-hmm. You know, there isn't, they don't got a, in other rumbles around this time, they would go and get guys from different promotions to kind of fill out the business, which mm-hmm. is cool, whatever. But everybody in this was somebody who was an active competitor in the Federation, which was cool. Okay. I would rank it above. We'll just go backwards. It was above the 97. I would rank it above both of the Michaels victories, 95, 96. 97 was better. Um, ninety four is pretty good. We covered that one. Would it, would you take ninety four over this one? Yes, yeah, you I would. would. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably place it above ninety four. Uh, of course, ninety nine is a uh, no chance in hell. Mm-hmm. Ninety three, we get Macho Man eliminated when he goes for a pin. Right. Ninety two is regarded as one of the best. Flair. Yep. Uh, I think the 90, 91, we got the Hulksters. So I, I put this in the upper half, probably. Okay. Interesting. Um, I think I put it dead last. Last? Yes. You're you're going to put it behind the Michaels victory when there was a guy coming out every 10 seconds? Well, that was 30 seconds. They were trying something new there. It was the, <laughs> it was, it was the new generation, and they, they definitely they were trying something new. It was the fastest Royal Rumble, which was that was fine. But I think yes, why do you, why do, why do you why do you hate this one so bad? It was there's some good action, man. 
I think, boy, it just, it, nothing really in this match clicked for me in this rumble match. Nothing was, nothing was really super enjoyable. Nothing. It, I think the start of it is what put me out of it because the start of it was so disconnected and sloppy that mm-hmm. it was, it was really hard for me to kind of get grip back into it. When Austin showed up, it did, you know, it kind of brought me back into it, but in other, in other rumble matches, especially like say, if we're just talking about the ones in the nineties, there is something in every one of those that is enjoyable or fun or funny, or there, there's always something in, in the match that, that, that grips me and nothing in this match really did it. Yeah. This is, this is my least favorite rumble of the nineties. Wow. The other, I, li- the other, I, I like all the rumbles really. I know you do. I know you do. And that's okay. The other thing that the other thing that throws me off about this is that the rumble should always be on last. And we still got a casket match to cover. I agree with that. It should be. Um, yeah, it's the Royal Rumble. That should be the main event. Yeah. And yeah, what the one thing about yeah, one thing about this rumble and about a couple of the other shows that we've the last couple shows that we've done is you know, there's something magic that happens when Austin shows up. It's just yeah. like it just totally saves whatever's going on everybody's happy <laughs> you know he just comes in kicks everybody's ass it's like you're hitting a reset almost right you know from when austin came in until the end i thought it was i thought it was great but um but we do have another match shouldn't have been on last but it is so we're going to talk about it it's uh we got Shawn michaels defending his title against the undertaker and why does the Undertaker get another title shot here? Did he earn that, or is he just kind of grandfathered in? Uh, I don't think that. I mean, you tell him he can't have a title shot. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I don't actually. I don't actually remember what what the circumstances were around why he did get another crack of the title. I'm guessing it was just kept on playing with the feud uh, with the Undertaker. You know, the, the casket match for The Undertaker was always kind of the finalization of the feud. Yeah, that was his match. He had only lost one, and it happened to be the one that we covered when uh, yeah. half of the locker room came out and made sure, made sure to also kill him. Also at a Royal Rumble. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, similarities in these two. Um, we get a pretty decent package highlighting this feud that's been going on for quite a while now. Kind of a dark horse, dark horse for feud of the year. I don't think it's gonna get it, but um, these guys have been going at it for for most of the year. Uh, loads of emphasis on the junk and sucking it during the the entrance and the promo. Yeah, just just tons. I mean, mm-hmm. I I remember I remember you know the suck it bit, but do you remember it being such a prominent like? Oh yeah, like this is this is it, right? <laughs> you know, this yeah. is all we got. Oh yeah, um, it's a bit, it's a bit over the top. That's what they were going for. Oh time, wait now, wait now, you dirty damn dog, you. When I was saying he was being too much, when he was, you know, when he was kind of being that in between, hey, 
cheer me guy, blow me guy. And I told you it was a family show and you're like, oh, well, yeah, I love this. This is great. He's telling everybody to suck it. Yeah. He's making you hate him. And now you're like, I don't know. There might be too yeah, much I'd, emphasis. Yeah, I'd, I'm just saying it's a little over the top, you know. This is, that's also funny that you point out to this being over the top when, when gold dust comes out almost like a cross dresser and reading green eggs and ham. And you, you didn't, you didn't say anything about that. Then he comes down with a thong and a leaf to cover his junk. And that wasn't a little over the top, but somebody said, eh, suck it. Like, I don't know. Now we're, your, your moral barometer might be out of whack a little bit here, buddy. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, but. <laughs> I, I was just, I was just, um, I don't know, alarmed isn't the right word, but the, 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 the amount, the amount of, of the sheer number of, of, of suckets. There's at least 30 or 40 suckets in this, on his way to the ring, basically. So what's an appropriate amount? Like, was it, was it, was he, did he get to like 11 suckets? And you're like, okay, we're, 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 we might be getting, and he you, hit that. You hit get that, five suckets. Okay? The, the, the 12th sucket. And you're like, Hey buddy, you're getting pretty close to the line. And he hit the 13th sucket. Then you were alarmed. <laughs> it's, it, it's losing some of its, uh, what, whatever you call it when you're throwing it out that cheap. I think you get five good suckets in there and you're golden. <laughs> five good suckets, huh? <laughs> yeah. Man. I hope to have more than five good suckets, but anyways, no, I didn't, it didn't throw me off. It was, uh, it was, I was, I was fine with it, man. I remember this is, uh, this is definitely a real golden age for, for wrestling television. And it was everywhere on wrestling TV at this time, man. You, uh, you couldn't get away without seeing a suck it. So, um, let me ask you this. Uh, I've noticed in, especially the last couple of Shawn Michaels contests, the announce team goes out of their way to tell us how good Michaels is to, to the point where it's almost annoying. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's necessary? I mean, what you see the guy in the ring, you see what he's doing. Do you need somebody telling you how fucking good he is? I was just bothering me a little bit. Uh, no, I think I don't think they need to, but I think a lot of it is just kind of, you know, Shawn Michaels at this time was a real headache. He was a real menace. He was a real, he was a real pain in the ass. So yeah. I think doing this is uh, more than anything is probably to kind of kissing his ass a little bit, a little bit. You know, I think that you'll notice Bret Hart, who is, you know, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, the excellence of execution and really uh, the champion of my heart and a personal hero. You don't hear them really doing that for him. Oh, and here's why it's because his that's in his deal right right that's his that's his tagline already right so there's no need to and they don't sell uh, him like through his match work and he's phenomenal but they're not they're not elevating him oh my gosh it's the it's 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 Bret Hart's not there how much better is this event if Bret Hart's there Anyways, uh, but that they don't need to. I don't think that. <laughs> just a side thought. My my head went down. Uh, that, I think that they're just really, they are really trying to to sell Shawn Michaels as the best thing in wrestling. I mean, they, they do it. Jared's doing it on commentary. Michaels delivers an elbow drop, 
And after he does it, he says right away, nobody in the nobody in this industry has ever done it like Shawn Michaels. Right? Right. They do it right away. So they're very much pumping up as the as the greatest thing in wrestling. And while he is, you know, fantastic, one of the greatest performers we've ever seen, uh, they do they really go over the top. They, they go out of their way to 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 push yeah. the greatness that we're watching. And like I said, I think it got on my nerves and I think it seems more obnoxious for when they're describing him as opposed to Bret Hart because Bret because you know Shawn Michaels is the heartbreak kid right Mm -hmm. Bret Hart his whole shtick was he is the best there is the best there Mm -hmm. was that's part of his deal already so uh hearing the announced team say that I guess didn't you get what I'm trying to say here like it was I don't know what I'm trying to say uh, you see what you're what you're doing is is you're showing your maturity and your love for Bret Hart. I think. Okay. Well, was the excellence of execution? He'll be missed. He's still with us. <laughs> oh, he's missed. We not, we're not doing a moment of silence for Bret Hart, <laughs> especially not after that last moment of silence debacle we had. Take a moment of silence for Danny Davis. Uh, he's still alive. <laughs> What what do you think of what do you think of Mike Tyson throwing the suck it out there from the from his box? You think that do that do anything for you? No, nothing Mike Tyson does <laughs> does anything for me. Oh man! So early on in this contest, Michaels takes that infamous bump to the casket that fucked up his back real good. That was the first big spot I made note of. Of course, Michaels is selling everything like a, like a champion that he is. Um, I believe that this is his second to the last match in this run. Yeah, um, I think so. And he's he's really been been letting it all hang out there. I, I mentioned earlier in the show about the you know, the, the chair shots folks were taking around this time and the, mm-hmm. the, the bumps and whatnot that, you know, that Michaels was taking. I, I remember seeing, um, I remember seeing a, I, it was right around this time where they did a, it was like a public service announcement about like, you know, I'm not a athlete, I'm a wrestler or something like that. Yep. Kind of talking about how these guys are, you know, some of the best athletes in the world. And, um, you know, as sickening as it is to see some of them chair shots, like you, you really do appreciate, you got to appreciate, uh, how these guys did, you know, lay it on the line and whatnot. Um, uh, taker too. I mean, these two guys, as far as receiving punishment goes, they're towards the top of the list there. Yeah, well, they're they're absolutely two of the all time greats. Yeah, and... so it's I mean it's not shocking that they're they're coming together. This they hit a a pile driver. Michaels hit a pile driver outside on the steps. That was real. It was a real good spot. Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect that. Um, no. That was a good spot. Uh, there's there's several good spots. Um, there's a uh, he gets a didn't Michaels get a get a elbow drop into the casket yeah yeah they kind of did some back and forth in the casket they did the, the elbow the... drop into the casket and i think directly after that 
Shawn Michaels stands, I want to say it was right after that, he stands up and Sucks he puts it. W- one leg up. Yeah, he goes, he does it, he doesn't suck it. And fucking Undertaker grabs him. Grabs his junk, yeah. Gra- yes, just grabs, just, I mean, that wasn't even, that was not even like a classic uh, uh, doctor style grab. That was a full on, like, uh, uh, that was an offensive maneuver. If a, if, <laughs> If a Jenny spot like that, I mean, ever occurs, that is an, if, man, if I'm in a fight, don't put it past me to try that out because that is, that, that was a, that was a dig. That was a grip, right? And squeeze. That was, he was squeezing the, the little heartbreaks there. And that was, <laughs> that was, that was, that was rough, but I mean, it worked, got him out of the, got him out of the situation, but it wasn't after that, it was a tombstone. Taker hits a tombstone. Yeah, it's like a jump a tombstone into the casket. Into the casket. Which was, <laughs> that, was, that was fucking wicked. Should have been the end of the match. Right. It, I'll repeat that. A jump a tombstone into the casket from the apron. Yes. It's just absurd. Um, how did Michaels get out of that? That must have been, there must have been interference at that point. Because that should have been it. Well, the Outlaws and Bariquas come down. Oh, right, right. A little reminiscent of the last Rumble we covered. We get yep. We get all the guys out there to 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 give it to the Taker. Well, they're all given. I mean, it's it's classic beatdown time mm-hmm. on the on the Undertaker, and then all of a sudden Kane's music hits, and yep. they're playing it up. Kane's coming here to save his older brother. It's right. gotta he's, be Kane. He's coming. It's gotta be. Hey, he's coming to save his older brother. He gets in the ring and he does. He clears house on the the outlaws and the Bariquas, which I don't really know if. I mean, one on one, I'm pretty sure Savio's taking him. But uh, <laughs> so, but he he cleans house, cleans house on the the Bariquas and the the, the New Age Outlaws, and then they're face to face. Right, Undertaker's just coming too. They're face to face. Shawn Michaels and Triple H and China have also hightailed it, so it's just the Undertaker and Kane left out there. Even though the match is still going. <laughs> oh, before that though, let me ask you this because I'm going to jump back in time a little bit here for a quick question. Right. At one point, both men are in the casket. Yes, and they close the lid. Why isn't that a draw? Um, I did make note of that because that should be a draw, right? Because the if the the object of the match is to be in the casket, close the lid. I got yeah. They're both in there. Who wins? Um, right. Yep. You could call it a draw, but it's not satisfying. No, it's not satisfying. I mean, if Kane comes out there and does his bullshit when they're both in there, I mean, that's something else. Yes, um, that would have been that would have been a fun ending. I, I think I would have been okay with that. I think you just give the title to Kane at that point. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so, but anyways, back to where we were. Kane comes down, he cleans the house, and Taker's kind of stumbling in front of him. Uh, and he lifts his arms up to do the classic Kane pyro spot, and nothing <laughs> fucking happens. No. Yep. And so he waits like a second before he attacks, but nothing happens. That's a, that's his his pyro spot. The pyro was there. You saw the uh, around around the uh, ring post there. Yeah, I see. They, they were they were set up for the pyro. Nothing happens. Nothing. Not even one. Not even one of the corner pyros go. Nothing. Just a full on duds. And I can't imagine how furious they were backstage. Where this is a big moment, mm-hmm. right? For Kane, and fucking nothing happens. And Kane attacks the Undertaker. 
ends up getting him in the tombstone. Or does he put him in a tombstone? He chokes lamps him. He choke slams him into the into the, the casket. Into the casket. No cane tombstone this time. And Paul, yeah, he's got that uh, that second rate, that second knockoff, that fucking bargain basement brand you're tombstone. Talk, you're talking about that the premium line tombstone. The, when I'm talking about the Undertakers, you're right. I'm talking Top about shelf. the premium line. Yeah, didn't see didn't see Kane do any fucking jumping tombstones into caskets, did you, buddy okay. boy? Okay, I didn't see that. No. Um, so he I, choke slams. I did see him try to kill the Undertaker, though. Yeah, he choke slams Undertaker, and Paul Bear comes waddling down. He's got these uh, these damn uh, locks, so they lock the casket with the Undertaker in it. Now, I'm pretty certain that what they're about to do is criminal. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I don't. I. I I know the lines are kind of blurred in the world of wrestling, but I don't think that you can lock somebody inside of a structure and set it on fire and not catch a couple charges. Not even in the staging area. Ah, maybe in the staging areas. Well, wait, no, because right, that's uh, that's what we learned in uh, when we're covering WrestleMania nine and WrestleMania ten is that around the ringside it's like international waters and you can do anything. Oh, maybe. <laughs> You're right. Maybe anything goes, and and the further up the further up the the entranceway you go, maybe the the more harm can happen because there's been a lot of acts that are definitely criminal. Well, but the the Undertaker. Do you think that the Undertaker? I think there's a trick door in front of it. Do you think that's how this happens? There's, there's, there's a trap door. There's there's got to be because I mean there's there's validity to your criminal hypothesis there because it's it's an attempted murder for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, he locks him in there. He's going to, I don't know why he went to town with the axe first, but he's so letting out th- some of that fury, I guess. I think, I think to, uh, for the burning aspect of it, I think that's what it is. You have an air in there? Yeah. So oh, okay. the, when they're locking the casket, you see Kane and Paul Bearer take a good long while kind of leaning at the ringside mm-hmm. covering the area between the apron and the casket. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing there's probably a trap door in the, the side facing the ring for undertaker to get out, get underneath the ring and then push, push right. the casket up there to that staging area. And he takes the ax to it. And I think it's the first, like it was like the very first hit that when he wallops the casket, the casket shifts and almost comes back with him when he rips the axe out of it. Mm. So we know that the undertaker is not in the casket at that point, mm. right? Because when you got a 300 pound man in a casket, it's not going to lift that easily with a, you know, with, with pulling an axe out of it. Right. But undertaker or Kane takes the damn axe to the, the, the casket takes the gas lights it ablaze. That was a really good, that was a really well done finish to this like that when they lit the casket and the way it burned up and with Kane standing there and Paul Bear standing there watching it yeah. light up like that like when you're talking a like almost cinematic style ending to to the event yeah and it was, they, they it was great they, yeah. they never announced Shawn Michaels as the winner but obviously he's not burnt to a crisp so he's he's the winner well here's where your 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 criminal charges get thrown out though um we talked about the Col- the original Coliseum video release where mm-hmm. you know they get the they get the fire guys out there 
um, put out the fire. Taker's nowhere to be found in there. Yes, yes. So, For anybody that that would never had the original Coliseum video cassette, after after the ending airs, they take us to exclusive footage after the event, and they show. Uh, I guess officials are are blowing it with a with a. What are they blowing it with? A fire extinguisher? <laughs> yeah. Man, I was going to say blowtorch. I was like, man, that's the exact opposite of a fire extinguisher. So they're blowing it with the old fire extinguisher, and then they they crack open the casket, and Undertaker's not in there. There goes your murder charge. But gotta, we also got to have a body, man. We also did not see... Oh, we didn't see him ascend to the heavens. Oh, right, right. So... Like but that's, last time, yeah. Right. That's the finish of the... That's the the finish of it. Uh, I don't know. Was it thought, good for you? I thought it was pretty good. Um, okay. This the match had the match had tons of high spots, which we just kind of take for granted with these guys. But there was a few that I'd never seen before. And okay. then, like you said, the end of it was you know, I mean, what else you want? You know. That's um, a good point. You know the especially the bits with. The, the moves that incorporated the casket that mm-hmm. were really cool you know in addition to just your standard you know four or five star performance that these guys give you right um yeah i do not like um it's just uh something we've had to put up with all 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 years a constant outside interference though like yes. Kane, okay, whatever. This is a, this is furthering the story, but mm-hmm. you always get you got the game in China out there. Just always, I mean, it's it's it doesn't really do it for me because we're seeing it every time, you know. Yeah. And okay, so we had this world title match and in you know, controversial fashion, same thing with the intercontinental title match. It's essentially no finish for the, the title match. It's all three title matches. Yep. They're, they're shit finishes. Yeah. Um, Austin wins the rumble. I regarded the rumble a little higher than you did. I thought this was a good show. I put it in the top three. Okay. Top, oh. probably, probably top three. I, I had, I thought this would be my show of the year, but, um, that last show was actually real good. Um, that uh, the DX show, I enjoyed that one. Um, I don't know if I put that above this though. I'd have to take a look at the list of episodes. I think we're on episode like fourteen right now. So, but this yeah. is this would definitely be in the higher ranks of that. I mean, I thought it was solid. The you got your Vader Gold Dust, not a bad match. You got your Minis match. You got your Rumble. And tag titles and I see title on this one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, besides that, like the, every title match was a shit finish, which just mm-hmm. happens is happening at every one of these shows. I I do not dig that at all. But um, give me a damn clean finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and that's that's what I was gonna I was gonna say. I think that's part of why I I remember this as one of my not as as fondly uh, look back upon rumble events because there's like no clean fit it's a it's a bad it's i don't know the minis match is probably the match that i got the most enjoyment out of 
and that's not even me being a jackass that's me being full-on honest I, I that's probably the one that i enjoyed the most uh but i didn't i didn't much care for the show it was not it was not very it was not great and i remembered it as not being one of my favorite events uh going into it even though it was a rumble and and i kind of I think I'm a little bit more justified after we're reviewing it here. But that brings us to our next event, which is In Your House, No Way Out. And I got the card. And I'm going to give give you a little rundown of what a little preview of what the next episode will be here. We got the Headbangers versus the artist formerly known as Gold Dust and Mark Marrow, the marvelous Mark Marrow. You like that? That could be good. Interesting pairing, right? Mark Marrow and Gold Dust. I don't. I don't yeah, know. Uh, yeah. You got Luna and Sable in the mix there, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. They they seem like natural enemies. Right. We got uh, uh, Taka. I kind of like the sound of that. Okay. It could be interesting. Wow. Wow. I think that they're just they're not using the marvelous one to its, to its full, full full potential here. Oh, they never uh, did. That's true. We got uh, Taka. Mishinoku and Pantera for the light heavyweight championship. This match is phenomenal. Pantera. I looked ahead a little bit. I forgot about Pantera. He's, I guess, fortunately or unfortunately for him, he had the same name as one of the most popular hard rock bands in the world at the time. Oh, Um, wait. So this is a (laughs) one-on-one? Yes, it's a one-on-one. Oh shit! Okay, it's not it's not Diamond Vinny and the gang against. Uh, okay, Max Mini or Taka or whoever we're talking about here. It's Taka. Yeah. All right. Pantera gets Kyantide. <laughs> interesting match. <laughs> okay, interesting. But, yeah. But uh, Michinoku is is great. I forgot how good he was, and this Pantera char- character is great as well. Um, <laughs> You're damn right. Love it. I already love the match, so we don't even need to talk about it when we get to that spot. I'll just say I love it, and we'll move on. Because the next match is... The the next match, uh, probably... I don't know, man. It makes me pretty horny to watch this. We got the Godwins (laughs) versus the returning Quebecers. Oh, the Quebecers. (laughs) You're damn right, man. That is awesome. I like that. I like that a lot. Got Bradshaw versus Jeff Jarrett for the NWA. <laughs> That'll be interesting to see All if right. Jeff Je- see if Jeff Jarrett can make Bradshaw look like a wrestler. And then we got <laughs> what's called a War of Attrition match, and I'm not sure what a War of Attrition match is, but it's got Ahmed Johnson and the Disciples of Apocalypse and Ken Shamrock. Okay. Ver- versus the Nation. I don't know what a war of attrition match is, so that, that'll be interesting. Attrition is a strategy consisting of belligerent attempts to win a war by wearing down the enemy to the point of collapse. So just okay. like, like a war, basically. All right. Yeah. Interesting. You think it's an ODQ then? I would hope so. I would hope so, too. So who's the... Okay, so it's, what, the nation against Ahmed, DOA, and Shamrock? Yep. All right. And we got uh, Kane against Vader in a singles. Okay. I like and the then, sound of this show. Yeah. And listen to this. This is, this is your main event. This, this is, is a this is a non-sanctioned eight-man tag. Yep. Ke- 
Cactus Jack, Chainsaw Charlie, Owen Hart, and Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the New Age Outlaws, Savio Vega, and Triple H. Oh, Savio finally in the main event where he belongs. Yeah, he's he's getting his just desserts. Uh, this was it was supposed to be the Heartbreak Kid, um, but he was out with his injury, so they filled in the void there with Savio and uh, couldn't man couldn't, ha- couldn't happen to a better guy really. Well, you know what they always say is if you got to make a replacement, make sure your replacement is better than the original, and I think they did that. Yeah, well, that's what they say, you know. Um, I think it looks like a good uh, good show. Uh, <laughs> what are you laughing about? Just how great Savio Vega is. Oh. You know, to step in to replace Shawn Michaels, it's he's... That's... I, I'm... He... You got to bring all your equipment if you're replacing Shawn Michaels. I mean, well, you, don't, got, you don't just pick anybody to replace him. He's got truckloads of equipment. Mm. He's wearing carpenter pants, man. You don't think he's got equipment? Make all those pockets holds. What Sandwiches? You, we got graham crackers? <laughs> got to feed his bariquas, man. <laughs> right. I got to uh, feed my bariquas. Is there a minis match in this one? Nah, there's not. What do you What do you think of the card? I think it looks promising. I, I think it looks great. Uh, quite honestly, I the only part of this pay-per-view card that I remember is the Vader Kane match because I'm pretty sure this is where Vader takes a, a wrench to the face or something like that. Mm. That that's the only part of this entire card that I remember. So I'm hoping it's because uh my memory's going. I'm hoping that it's it's an actually a fantastic card that is great and we're gonna live by this might this might be in contention just on paper for, to rival Canadian st- Stampede for show of the year. My only concern is that that war of attrition and the eight man uh, match, where they've got you know half the roster thrown into those two matches, are. I mean, that's where all the. It's going to rely on the quality of those two matches, okay. right? And they could easily yeah. they could easily suck. I don't yeah. think that they will, but they could. Right, right. Um, you know, Ahmed Johnson is in one of them, so there's always that. Yeah, that's uh, true. That main event is stacked, though. You know, it should be good. I don't, I don't know about Owen and Austin on a club, same team, but I mean, the Quebecers. I like the sound of that. Yeah, um, should be, should be a fun show for sure. Looking, looking forward to it. So we have two, two of these episodes left in this um, fantastic voyage through '97 into 1998. And we hope uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode. I think it's episode 13 or 14. We're talking about Rumble 98. And I guess it's time to sign off. So I'm, I'm Duke Bags. Kevin Rogue. Don't, re- don't forget, 37 suckets is too many suckets. 